you don't want to come off salesy. And this is what I often think. So I believe in opportunities and taking opportunities, but I don't really like opportunists. The Wingnut Social Podcast, Episode 27, The Importance of Networking at Industry Events with Jane Dagmy. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I'm joined by my soulless ginger, Natalie Graff. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. And happy Wingnut Wednesday if you're listening to Wednesday because this podcast does come out every Wednesday with fresh episodes. But as you know, no one listens to these things in real time. So happy whatever it is, whenever it is. (laughs) So Natalie, today on the podcast, we are talking networking, networking at events such as High Point, Dakota, Las Vegas Market, which just wrapped up. And it's not digital marketing per se. But it is marketing for interior designers, and it's really, really, really important. But wait a minute. It mm-hmm. would be marketing if you document your trip on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, my you're God. You're marketing. Hello? Oh, my God. You're learning. Oh, this. Oh, hold on. I need a moment. <laughs> I got you. I got your moment. I got your moment. This is a beautiful moment. And who better to take us through this than Jane Dagme, who is the editor of Designers Today, which is a crazy good industry magazine for the design industry. She's been editor in chief of that for one whole year. And if you guys go to their website, which will be in the show notes, I think we'll double check with her that they're still offering a free subscription like for a you know introductory subscription for designers, I highly recommend it. And not just because I was featured I was in just it. gonna say, is this because <laughs> you were featured in it, Darla? Are you really trying to help Jane out? I, I want everybody to read the fall issue of 2018, especially because we are in it. Even though your picture is not in it, I did submit it though. We talked about this before. You had a really nice smoldering picture, but Jane yes. for some reason decided not to put it on there. You could you can it's get pro- onto her. No, about no, that. it's probably for the better. So the next event that's coming up, this show won't have aired by then, but we're going to go to Dakota on February seventh, which is their winter market down here in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. I was going to say Miami. <laughs> that's a good thing you're here. This is why I have to keep you in line, Darla. <laughs> yeah, you're my emotional support, Ginger. That I am. And if I got a haircut and cut all this hair off, people wouldn't see how red my hair is. You know, so that's a good marketing decision because you are now the soulless ginger trademark. We shouldn't take Natalie Riddell's advice and trademark Ronald that. McDonald hair. Okay. Red oh, hair. Oh, no, that's our neighbor. Oh, <laughs> oh 
<laughs> be nice, Darla. Be nice. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Jane Dagme. She, like I said, she's the editor in chief of Designers Today. She just celebrated her first year at Designers Today, but she's been in the magazine industry for over 25 years. She's produced countless features and columns for interior design and lifestyle magazines and blogs. And she focuses on empowering designers by focusing on the process of design rather than just the pretty pictures afterwards, which, you know, I already said Designers Today is an industry magazine. It's very helpful to interior designers, decorators, home pros, etc. She definitely cares about the stories behind people's business and the impact that their stories have on her readers. She's incredibly approachable. So if you guys see her at market, which we're going to talk about here, go up and say hi to her, you know, give her a hug, give her a bear hug. Right, Jane? <laughs> well, well, maybe not. We'll see. So not only did she spend time in the magazine industry, she's also been in public relations, visual merchandising, teaching, but magazines and storytelling is her absolute happy place. So help me in welcoming Jane Dagme to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Jane Dagme. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Darla, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a no-brainer. I was so excited. And of course, I was telling the wingnuts about designers today in the the best issue ever, which was the fall issue of last year, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, yes, let's see. Who was in Jane, that that's issue? only because she's in it. I know. That's only because she's in it. That's the only reason. Well, don't, I wanted don't, to don't let her don't let her do that. I wanted to ease you into um publicity because, you know, I know that you were in AD as well. So, you know, Designers Today first. Let it be known that I that I called you out Designers Today first, okay? Absolutely. You know, I want to put a tag on the website because we did for Architectural Digest, you know, like as seen in. Right. I want to do that for Designers Today too. So is that okay? Can we do Of that? course. Of course. Oh, okay, cool. So I need to get like a graphic from you. Okay, but I digress. So today's topic, of course, is which this kind of segues into is visibility and being seen and networking. So this podcast is usually about um, digital networking, but we like to encompass all things interior design networking. So we were talking a little bit ahead of the show about getting out there, being more visible. And I told you I could be a hermit. Yes, I really could live a hermit life. <laughs> but we're talking about going to events, shows like uh, we were telling the wingnuts about Dakota, how we're going to that we have, a, a, I'm doing a couple of panels in High Point, we're doing Luann Live, we have the design Design Influencers Conference coming up. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you because you're a little, you're a professional show gadfly. I, <laughs> these things. Well, I, I am, Darla, but don't think for a minute that I don't enjoy being a hermit as well. You know, I mean, it, there's okay. that balance between staying in. I mean, I sometimes think I could stay in inside my home, my home office for a week at a time. You know, I'm very happy being in my own head with the computer, but then the minute I have a real conversation, like a phone call with somebody, the excitement of actually having a human experience and a phone call is, of course, not being like being in person. But the moment I have a real live phone call, I'm just lit. You know, it's it's different. It's different than being behind a screen. You say a week like that's a long time. <laughs> I'm thinking like six months. <laughs> oh, I hear so you. Let's talk about and you. You just came from the Vegas. Let's start with Vegas, I guess. I mean, even though it's in the past. So if you could give us some examples, like how does networking and industry events, attending them and and going to them help designers with their marketing, with their business? Well, let's start from the beginning. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, January is notoriously like it's the coming out um, for designers for winter markets. So we had Atlanta, Dallas and Vegas. 
so three three markets and then New York is coming up. I'm not going to go to New York, but I go to all of them because the designers that show up at all of them are are different. You know, the Atlanta draws a different crowd than Vegas and and Dallas. And the reason I go these days, I mean, I I see product and products very important so I can um share resources with designers that aren't going to all the markets. But the best part of it for me is is just seeing sitting next to a designer at a um at an event and getting to know them and you know you could stay in one place like you could be say at the bottom of an escalator <laughs> at any given <laughs> market and all you could had to do is really stay there you will meet so many people just staying in one place and it's it's the coolest thing like you know sometimes I'll be in a place for like 20 25 minutes it's just you just see people in the industry it's very important but you know markets like you just said you're going to high point you know you're doing panels and and you're going to dakota so you know you've got to you've got to be out there sharing information meeting people mm-hmm. meeting vendors that um might want to sponsor your show um and just being who, you and who you are right so how does that like say cuz when we first went to high point it was we went last year spring and the year before we went in spring i knew nothing i was overwhelmed it was my first time ever to high point so how what would you recommend for a a baby designer how would you convince them hey they have to go to these events and and networking with the vendors networking with the other interior designers will equal getting you more business for yourself. Right, right. Well, you know, it is first of all it, it, there's no denying it that one it disrupts your the flow of your office, right? When you go to a market, it disrupts the flow. It's expensive. And then also sometimes it can just be overwhelming like with high point, you know, getting a place to stay. Uh, you know, that that can just yes. kind of be like, ah, I don't feel like dealing with it." But that's the beauty of of Facebook groups and the and these different communities online as well because you can start a conversation like, you know, who's going to High Point? You know, does anybody is anybody um renting a house? Can I, you know, I'd love to stay with some designers. There there are so many opportunities for, you know, getting to your peers ahead of time and kind of starting to lay the groundwork that make that might make you feel more comfortable going somewhere. You know, at High Point, the the market authority They try and make it easy, and they keep making it easier and easier for designers. They have shuttle buses that run from hotels. They have concierges that you can call. So every market has this type of service. So ask for help. That's one thing that I'm going to say. If you're feeling overwhelmed, ask for help. Go on to a, a Facebook group that you're some community that you're in, and just put it out there. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, you know, we recently introduced you or I helped introduce you to Kim Vance, right? So in the industry. Yes. She was at High Point one year and she roomed and it wasn't really planned but her roommate she ended up sleeping with Lisa Escobar, an interior designer from Las Vegas. And then when Kim launched her line of of solid surface sinks, Lisa because they had bonded at High Point, you know, like who knew? Lisa went on to when when Kim launched her line of sinks, she did a, a special color sink. So, you know, you never know who you're going to meet and what that opportunity is going to be um in the end. You know, that's true and and to your point there, when Natalie and I were at uh, High Point last year, we met uh, Ravi Tavari from Chandra. Now last name correctly. Mm-hmm. From yeah. Chandra Rugs and that we are actually doing our 
our little seminar with Nicole Heimer at Chandra Ruggs because of that connection right. we made when we were there. So that's but we actually made the connection with Ravi mm-hmm. from uh, Nicole. No, from uh, Dixie Willard Dixie and, and uh, Vanessa uh-huh. Helmick. There you go, Vanessa. Yes, Dixie. All these names, you know, you got to keep everybody's name <laughs> correct. And who's this one? Who's that one? Darla said, when we go, I'm like, I have to be like the president. Hey, that's so-and-so. Hey, that's so-and-so. <laughs> I know. Well, thank goodness for social media because you can always like say, who is that? You know, you can always find them if, you, if you're not, if you, if you don't know for sure at that moment. But that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, networking by another name to me, it's, it should really be called building relationships because networking feels a little bit like, like cold, like you're doing it for an end goal. And yes, it's good to be goal oriented, but sometimes you have to just make connections and have not as distinct expectations and let things just germinate and, and grow kind of naturally. So, you know, relationships are so important. I probably half your guests, you know, say this, um, you've had a lot of my friends. And when I say friends, I work so darn hard in this industry. I've been in it so long that the people that I work with, that I can rely on, um, that I trust that are creating that are creative. I mean, these are all things I look for in friends. and, And they happen to be people that I can rely on in my business as well. So it's like the perfect marriage, right? Being in this industry building relationships. Yeah. I mean, you, you now have this lovely bond with Robbie. He's getting something from it. You're getting something from it, right? He's bringing new people into his showroom. You're having a a great place, um, cool showroom to be at a platform to share with other people. And it just, it's win-win for everybody. And that's great. And that is to the point of going there. And that happened incredibly organically. We had no, you know, premeditated, oh, let's make connections so we can speak at high point. So if I'm coming through as a designer, though, because that's a B2B kind of situation for Wingnut Social and to get on panels and stuff um, from the networking as well. But if I'm a designer, and I want to get more clients, how is the networking at events like High Point or Dakota or anything? How what angle should we see? Go I at? I don't really see that these trade markets are places for you to get clients because just like I mean my okay. magazine is a B two B magazine. All these trade shows are B two B. Now if you're going to a home show, that's a different story. For example, I'm sure you've heard of Madcap Cottage, right? Um, Jason and John. Yeah, okay, I love them. Well. They exist in all these different worlds. So they go to the trade markets. I've seen them at every single one that I've been at, but they also go to the home shows. So their product translates, you know, they, they sell across the board to designers and to, they have product lines. So they're interested in just getting out their product um, to people to use and love in their homes. So they can, by going to these home shows, you know, they're meeting the end consumer who might want to either hire them or, or purchase their products. But at the, at high point and this and that, it's not, it's not a direct link to clients. Although what you put in your social media and that's your forte, you know, I was just getting ready to say that, that it, I agree with you. Yes. That the uh, trade shows may not necessarily be the place to meet clients, but no, not you, meet them. I yeah. mean, not what I know. I, 
bring clients in. Yeah. But your social media and if you if you carefully craft and cultivate your social media and you get it out there and say, Hey, I did this, I was here, I was at this trade show. And by the way, I was at Chandra Rugs and this is what you can get from Chandra, hire me. Right. Exactly. I mean Look you're at you th- these people <laughs> these people Look yes, at her go. Yeah, I know, right? She's got it down. Um, sure. Your followers. Yeah. They see you out and about. They see you that you're there looking at the newest product. That's all good. You know, that's a good reflection on how you, how you do your design business. It, it shows you're doing your homework. You know, plus also like a networking at these events. Like I said, I'm on two panels this year. Well, one we're doing and one we're doing for ASID with my Doma Studios. And that gets you to be more visible and elevates your, I guess, your visibility on social media. Your clients get to see you. You get more followers. You get more well known. Mm-hmm. In that way, and that is a, a kind of a trickle down. Totally, it it validates you mm-hmm. clients to be aware of you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a good. That's good. I'm. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just it's a little extra. You know. You. I mean, not not that that is what you only need, but yeah, it does give you a little bit of clout, I guess, in their eyes. Sure. So, so when designers go to market, you, they should pretty much have an open mind. Just let the experiences come to them, or sh- should you? Do you recommend they focus on uh, prioritizing their networking with peers, vendors? So, okay. I mean, it's it's so interesting because I've been doing these markets for twenty five years. Um, so. I don't even remember, quite frankly, 10 years ago that there were panels like we just went into showrooms. When I worked for Country Living Magazine, we just went into showrooms and looked at product. I feel like the whole educational part of of markets and and the opportunity to I mean, there were parties, so you could definitely, you know, do the party networking thing. But this. Yes, right. I'm there well, for the parties, Jane. <laughs> Good. We'll, we'll have to toast when we, well, not Dakota. At High Point, I'm excited to see you, you two at High Point. So, <laughs> so the great thing about the markets right now is that they put their schedules out well, well in advance. So anybody that's going to market, you've got to go on to the schedules that they do, and they'll usually break it down between education and social. So that's a great place to start as you start to calendar what you're going to do. You should always leave extra time, free time to chance. And I'm going to explain why. Like, for example, in Vegas last week, I do the PBM news desk, our whole family of publications. We interview different people on camera throughout, throughout markets. And sometimes what I love to do is just pull somebody in from the lobby because we tape in the lobby of one of the buildings at Las Vegas. And it's so great. It's so much fun to be very spontaneous like that. So, you know, some, so that's why I say like it's you shouldn't really over over schedule yourself. Leave something to chance. It's kind of fun. You never know what's going to happen. So you just pulled random people and interviewed them? Well, I know them, you know, because I've been doing this for 25 years. So it's not like You know everybody. It's not like I go, "Oh, I love what you're wearing. Come and talk to me." You know, there's a little <laughs> bit of um research, but that's what I think um Nick May was not scheduled to be on my podcast last market and he was kind of hovering cuz people see me on camera and sometimes they wait cuz they want to say hi. I'm like, "Nick, do you have 5 minutes?" I mean, literally we tape for 3 to 5 minutes and he just came on, you know. So that was really fun. And also what I love doing is I always put out on Instagram, and this was kind of interesting this time, I put on Instagram before these markets, I say, will you be my nine o'clock? And I kind of leave my schedule to chance because I love meeting new people. So 
I tell people, you know, if you are going to be at this market and you'd like to come on camera, you know, like my post and say, you know, I'm in. And then I pick out of a hat, literally, I write little names on pieces of paper and I pick somebody who, you know, who I, who just wins that, you know, I say win, like surprise, <laughs> but you know, they get that spot with me and it's so much fun. So, you know, I don't like to over schedule either. I like to leave a little bit open because. Like a I little just, mix, a yeah. little mix of both. And a little mystery a little too, you know? Sure. Okay. So since we're going to High Point and we're doing the networking, there's a lot of people out there that have their, their elevator pitch yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> ready. But we already talked about how, you know, the term networking is cold and, you know, we want it to be a more organic flow. Is that something that you would still recommend to have that 30 second elevator pitch and or just, you know, that just so seems so staid? Right. Well, you don't want to come off salesy. And this is what I often think. So I believe in opportunities and taking opportunities, but I don't really like opportunists. And there's a fine line. And in fact, I went, because this comes up for me, I went to the dictionary yesterday when I was thinking about, you know, coming on this podcast with you, I was thinking about networking. And so I'm going to read you the definition. So opportunity is defined as a favorable or advantageous circumstance or combination of circumstances. Okay, so that's like a totally very positive thing. Definition of opportunist, one who takes advantage of any opportunity to achieve an end, often with no regard for principles or consequences. So it's so interesting. It's such a similar word, but one has a negative connotation. So to me, somebody who has a great elevator pitch is clear on who they are, what their brand is, where they're going. It's great to be clear, you know? So I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, going to market with a sense of clarity or focus and maybe think, you know, I'm going to find, you know, new resources. I'm going to meet five new designers that I'm, that I've been scared to talk to or that I'm following on social that I really admire. Maybe even you're, you have a goal of, opening up a relationship that might end to a mentorship or something, you know, might lead to a mentorship. Like that's totally fine. People love to mentor and and share, but you don't want to really be salesy. You know, people on the other end, vendors, they don't want to be sold to, they don't want to be trapped in a corner with you, with your iPad going, look at all these great things. I have all these great ideas. I want to, I want to do rugs with you. I mean, it's just not cool. We were approached the other day by a new designer because a lot of the wingnuts that listen to this are new designers. They're looking to start. They're starting up. They've never been to market and so on and so forth. So Darla was DM'd about it and she put it over to me because I'm the one that makes all the schedules, the plans or or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's I'm, the one that knows everything. I'm the controller. So <laughs> what advice can you give a new baby designer? Because you're saying, you know, leave time, do this, do that. but Someone from a seasoned designer, if we're talking just to the baby designers, when they go out to instead of network, they build relationships. What's the best possible advice you can give them when it's their first time? You know, obviously you leave time for this, you you leave time for that. But I think sometimes that Ella, they're scared to step out of their box. Yep. Mm -hmm. It is scary. Um, But when you do go beyond your comfort zone, it's the best feeling ever, right? You know, you have to dare yourself to do things. Yeah, you start to get a new level of comfort, you know, you you expand that circle. And And then this is your new comfort. This is your new comfort. Exactly. It does. happen. You know, I've done a little bit of training, you know, to try and get the, you know, we all love to sabotage our success, you know, and I've done a little training to kind of get that, (laughs) get that little devil off my shoulder. Um, 
But, you know, when you think about the fear that you, you might have to talk to somebody, you know, the fear is made up and then there's there's total physical real fear, right? You, you know that you've both been in, you know, you're both in, had careers or have careers that, that have that danger, element of danger. Sure. Networking, there's no element of danger. I mean, yes, to the ego a little bit, but you'll get over it. Um, I mean, seriously. So you have to just at the elemental level of just what am I scared of? You know, recognize it. And how do you get past those first 30 seconds of that? Yeah, past that overwhelm. And when I went, I was afraid. Like I said, I've told the wingnuts, I was scared of my own shadow. And even now I go, and I'm much better. But I still get like, you know, I get that social anxiety. That's because she brings her support, Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I heard. I heard that the other day. So but Darla, okay, so what do you do? I mean, how do you get through it? Oh, you would never know. You would never know that I had social anxiety. I'm just when I go, I'm natural uh-huh. and, and fine and talking to people. But I still, I still get I just do it. I go outside of my comfort zone, like right. we said, and I just do it. And the more that I do it, the more that I do it, the less anxiety that I that I get. Right. So you just have to start. It's like exercising a muscle. Yeah. Because of social media, because we sort of know people before we really know them. You can look at these schedules, find out the designers and different people that you might want to meet that thrill you. You know, why do you want to meet them? You know, are you looking for a mentor? Are you writing a blog? You know, do you want to sort of, why do you want to meet these people first of all, right? (laughs) Like, um, do you just need a new friend? But kind of just realize a little bit of, of, of why you might want to get to know these people. But look at them on social media. I mean, somebody's just come back from Morocco, you know, like you, you do have, there's so many clues out there that you could start a conversation. I mean, I'm not a great small talker. Like I am just a small talk. I'd rather get into it, you know, with somebody. And, and so social media does allow you to kind of get a view into their lives. You know, people are having babies, adopting children, doing things that are highly emotional and, and to me, interesting and real. And just to say, you know, wow, I, you know, I've been following you. That post made me cry. I give you so much credit. Just be, you know, mm-hmm. give somebody a compliment. And that's true because before I went to High Point, at least the second year, I had established relationships with people online through Facebook, like Dixie Willard, Rachel Mm -hmm. Moriarty. And when I went and actually met them in person, I felt like they were they were friends. I was actually really comfortable with them. Dixie Willard and I did an out infamous slow motion run and hug towards each other. Because <laughs> we always say we were going to do that, like, you know, slow motion on the beach when you run and hug. Yeah, so that's true. So actually, if you do a little bit of your homework ahead of the market and start reaching out and developing these relationships, it helps take the edge off, which leads me to my next question. I think well, Natalie no, has. because it leads me to a thought that mm-hmm. even though you are looking at these people and you're commenting on their posts, it doesn't always have to be about design. True, right. That's true. I mean, because part, yeah. it, you can actually make the connection with them over a picture of their animal. Exactly. They have, you know, oh, hey, man, that's a really great dog, you know, beautiful dog. And it doesn't necessarily you don't have to stay focused on the design at that time, because at that time, you're actually building a, a small relationship, the start of a, a bud of a relationship, yes. basically. Okay. <laughs> bud, bud, bud. B-U-D, Darla. Your but. mind always. Yeah, no, okay. you're, you know, social. <laughs> Back on point, Social Darla. media is great. I mean, we feel like we already know people. And that is, you know, 
and then when you meet them in person, it's like, oh my gosh, I, gosh, we know each other. I feel so close to you already. So it's really opened the door, so to speak, for a lot of us. Right. And then when you meet them in person, it's the only strange thing is that they're actually in three mm-hmm. dimensions. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, look, you know, social media is highly edited. It's rehearsed. Um, you know, seeing somebody mm-hmm. in person, the visual cues that, that aren't edited, like that's just, that's just real. There's, there's no replacement for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So when a designer goes, I'm, I'm guessing you would recommend they have something to remember them by like a business card or something. Is that like cliche? And uh... no, everybody should have a business card. You know, I, I remember when I was sort of in the freelance mode, but I would go to Moo cards. Do you know Moo cards? M-O-L? Sure do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made our wingnut social cards. Well, and I would put on like my, my images on it, um, on them because I take pretty good pictures. And so I would of course spend way too many hours, you know, ordering them because, because I'd pick out like 60 different images, but you know, that's, that gets people talking because it also shows a little bit of personality. Plus you can hold them out like a deck of cards and go, which, what do you like? You know, and that, that gives you a little bit more time with somebody or, you know, make cool stickers that say sassy things that people love and, and, and make a couple. So they're, you know, you've got their attention. They're like, Oh my God, these are so cool. Can I have two? You know, it's just people remember you, you know, or wear something fun. I mean, so the other day (laughs) I was in Vegas. So there is um, this man named Doc Phineas. Well, I was in the showroom. I see two gentlemen dressed in white, layers of white with top hats. One of them has like a handlebar mustache, you know, all this jewelry. Well, and I was like, I've got to meet these people. So part of me is like, oh, don't bother them, Jane. You know, it's the morning. They don't want to be bothered. And then my other side, my editor side is like my curious side. No, you've got to go meet them. If you don't meet them, you're going to kick yourself. Right. So I went Mm -hmm. up to them. I mean, look, they're dressed like that. They bring attention to themselves. I don't, you know, my, my rationality was they're, they're kind of asking for me to say hello, right? Because of how they look. And he couldn't have been, I mean, he couldn't have been nicer and more open. And what did I discover? I discovered that he started doing yoga at Caesar's palace. You know, he was the first person to bring yoga. Here is the seven, almost 70 year old designer dressed to the nines, jewelry rings on every finger. I will be posting pictures of him on my social media. I can't wait to see those. And he started yoga at Caesar's palace. Like this is the kind of stuff that turns me on to no end. And I was so happy that I said hello to him, you know, like, and, and now I have a cell phone. So, you know, it was funny that when we went to High Point the first time I saw Kelly Ellis at the Sunpan showroom and I wanted to go and say hi to her and say who uh, say hello, you know, and and I didn't. And I think I commented on a thread on one of Nick May's threads on Facebook. Oh, I saw her at High Point, but I was too shy to come up to her. And she she commented. She's like, why? Why didn't you come up next time? Come say hi. And so the next year I did. I went up and said hi. (laughs) You know, we're all human. And and we all have mixed emotions about going up to other people. But, you know, I just want to talk about Kelly for a second, because, yes, I think the first time that I was um, introduced to her, I was also a little bit like, oh, my God, you know, Kelly Ellis. And then one one year at Sunpan during market, we were both exhausted after a long day. We're sitting on a banquette in the Sunpan, um, like in the dining area there, the bar area just both putting our head back, just, it was the most real, like two women just tired, you know, 
counting down to when we could go home, sort of. I think she had to maybe go on to another event, though. But, you know, it was just she's she's so real and she's just very busy, you know, but she's very sweet, very real. I mean, you can tell that from all her podcasts that she does. I went up to her uh, last year. Was it spring? It was spring market. And someone introduced me to her. Hey, Kelly, uh, this is Darla Powell. And she was like, oh, I know who she is. And I just about died. But she was so sweet. Yes. Yes. She really is sweet. She's, she's scheduled to come on the podcast too. Soon oh, here. good. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I told Natalie, I might have to have a little whiskey before that interview. <laughs> <laughs> Not 10 a.m. on a Saturday, though. <laughs> so when you started talking to Mr. Yoga Man, yes. dressed to the nines, give our baby designers the advice. Like, well, how did you open that? Did you say, hey, I'm Jane? Or how did you how did you go about? Because a lot of people, they're scared to get out of their box. So what did you do? So Natalie, first of all, because I'm an editor, you know, I have a little bit of like doors open more readily because and I know that because I've been in sales and I've been in and I've been in other positions where I didn't feel like I had a super valid vehicle to take me places. So I feel like I could, you know, and of course it's I feel like I could call anybody because I'm doing a story. I have a reason, right, to like say hi. Um good point. Right. So I always feel like my purpose um for getting to know people is clear because I'm looking for great stories. And, and I'm looking for, in, you know, great people to inspire others. So, um, so it's a little bit easier for me because I, I have a purpose. That's true. But not to be confused with like a hidden agenda. My agenda is not hidden at all. I want to make an amazing magazine. I want people to meet in my pages and get inspired. And I want, so that's what I'm looking to do is create some amazing experience in print and online. So that's like, you know, I feel like my, 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 my purpose is good for, you know, for everybody. Absolutely. And so maybe for a baby designer, their purpose or their goal could be, hey, I'm going to go say hello to five new people. Right. And that could be their purpose. Right. That's a good one. And even, I I mean, be like, say I'm at the beginning of my career, you know, I would love to know one nugget of wisdom that you would say to a young designer like me just starting out, you know, it just, you know, to, what are you looking for as a young designer? You know, like to, to learn something, to glean something from these people that have experience and wisdom, you know, just be, be yourself. And in the end, ultimately that helps you to be a better designer, helps you to get better jobs, better referrals. So it, it really is all tied in. It's like, one big universe, but it's really small. Everything is tied together with networking yes. and or creating communities and relationships, you know, and it's just, it's beautiful how it all works together. Right. And I think my best advice would be, because like I said, when I went the first year, I was just, I was so uptight. I was a bundle of nerves. Is just to relax. And when we went to spring last year, we did, we had no agenda. We just went, we were totally organic and it was a crazy success. Like we said, we met, we made these connections with Ravi at Chandran and now we're doing, you know, a, a talk there. So it's just be open to to what you can receive from doing these things. But with that being said, there should be some type of agenda because our poor designer, Johanna, was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing, guys? Where are we going? So, you know, if if you're a baby designer, at least take Jane's advice and look at the scheduling and the programming and what's going on. Don't just maybe go so organic like Darla. You know, we have um, preteen and adult designers too. 
listening. Preteen <laughs> designers. Well, you know what I was going to say, Natalie, to, to what you said. I mean, and in addition to the panels and the and the social events that happen, there's also like um, designer lounges usually that are that are popping up around market. Um, I used to work for you know Steelyard, and Steelyard had a designers lounge. I don't think they're doing it this year. Ivy um, is doing a lounge at the new Abison showroom. I believe. So there are opportunities, you know, to find groups that you'll feel comfortable in and start there, you know, start at these panels and sit next to somebody and say, hello, smile. I mean, I met, you know, at Dakota, um, my dear friend, Stephen Schatz, who um, I, I, I say this, he's probably so sick of me saying this, but he had on these crazy socks, you know, really bright colored socks at Dakota. I noticed them. It was the opener for a conversation. Um, at that point, I don't, I think I was freelancing, probably feeling like, oh gosh, I don't really, why am I here? You know, but, but yet I just, I was like, say hello to this guy. He's got great socks. And Stephen and I are friends to this day. He's, I did a story on him in the summer issue. So, you know, don't just go beyond your comfort zone. I, this one woman, um, this young designer, been in business for three years. She answered my, um, will you be my 1130? She was my sort of random guest on, on the news desk um, in Vegas. And she said she was really scared to say, yes, I'll do it. But she went beyond her comfort zone. And it was so interesting. She brought her daughter to market with her, which I love. And, um, and she said, you know, that she loved having her daughter see her, you know, go beyond what was comfortable and, and push her boundaries. And cause she wants to of course be a role model for her daughter. So it's just, you know, we're all in this together. And did it, if you've ever talked to anybody in the fashion business, they always go, wow, when I came over, you know, people that cross over from fashion to design, they're like, the design world is just so much nicer. So we really are a nice group of people. <laughs> Speaking of fashion and, and design, you have a fabulous sense of style. I wish I had half of your talent for fashion and dressing myself. I'm like the worst. I can take a room and make it gorgeous. But when it comes to fashion, my, I'm so lost. So I just wanted to put that out there. You always Oh, well, amazing. thank you. You know, I love to collect and I love to um, between thrift shops, consignment stores and vintage clothing stores like I, I put it together. And um, I told you, I am. I would. We should do some places in Miami or North Hollywood. I would love to. You're, she, you, she's <laughs> I, all yours. All yours. I'm not a size zero like you, though. Oh. You're skinny mini. I'm a big girl. I might have to find those. Well, sizes. you know what? Um, okay, we'll we'll do it. We'll do. I you, but I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it because North Hollywood okay. would be a perfect place for us to meet. And there's like three or four places that we will go to. All now, right. maybe good. our listeners could just hear that Darla just went out of side of her comfort zone. Huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a prime example. If you guys are actually listening and paying attention, Darla just went out of her comfort zone and Jane is holding her to it. So, mm -hmm. therefore, it's still a win win for everyone. Well, I will say, just doing this whole thing that we've created, Natalie, in the beginning was outside of our comfort zone. The podcast was outside of our comfort zone. But now I'm incredibly comfortable with the design business, how we run it, the podcast. So, it really is just exercising yes. that muscle. And when you do, you guys, I know there's a lot of you there that ask me all the time should I go to High Point? What's the benefit of going to High Point? Definitely go see, be seen, make friends, get the mentors, learn the vendors, you know, 
if hook up with my doma, mm-hmm. hook up with Ivy, you know, start making those connections. It's only going to enrich you and your business. And you'll have a ton of stuff to put out on your social media to keep that marketing going. And those connections that you've made, you won't even be able to predict how much they're going to help you in your business. So Jane Dagmy, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your take on how you approach the markets. But I have to ask you now, <laughs> if you are ready. <laughs> yes. Everybody laughs. For what I am up, so ready for What Up Wingnut. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be in? I would be a Hollywood palm. I think that's what they're called because I just love how super tall they are and in succession they just look like this sort of grand old hollywood art deco feeling just commanding tree that is a fabulous answer how tall are you i am five nine and three quarters and probably shrinking okay so you're tall tall you're just like a palm tree if you were on death row what would your last meal be i okay (laughs) so i have to just say i can't do the death row thing because um, I would not be hungry at all. I would be so bummed. But if it was, if I was going on like a fast for a month, like a liquid fast, long, I'll tell you, long. I know, but, uh, I think it would probably be like pan seared halibut in like a ginger miso broth with some mashed potatoes, something like that. That's delicious. And right? healthy. Yeah. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? It would be invisibility because I am a total voyeur and I find that I love real life, unrehearsed life much better than fantasy. So I just want to be there while it's happening. That makes total Mm -hmm. sense. What book has had the biggest impact on you and your business? Yeah, um, uh, I read books like all those kind of help books or, you know, um, business books. I read them as needed and I never finish them. I mean, I rarely finish a business book. I finish <laughs> novels. And, and so this is like probably like so such an anticlimactic answer, but I have so many books partially read. And um, so <laughs> there's not one that's really um, right now I'm reading Getting Things Done, which was recommended by a designer in our January issue. And um, I'm hoping to make 2019 a little more productive than 2018 and boost up my efficiency. So that's what I'm reading right now. And I'll, I'll let you know if it's <laughs> the first thing you need to get done is to finish the book. I know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I started it on the plane from Vegas. And but you know, I tell you, I read the I try and read the New York Times a little bit of the Times every morning. And that to me, like just getting to my iPad and reading some really good journalism is like so inspiring. So I love that. Okay, so that's getting things done. I'm looking it up here on the Audible website by David Allen. And remember, Wingnuts, if you guys want to hear that audio book, you can do it for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial and get a free 30-day audio book trial there with no commitment. You can download that and and finish it just like I'm sure Jane (laughs) will finish this one book. (laughs) Do you ever listen to them or you always read them? I read them. I listen to podcasts now. You know, know, that's what I do when I'm driving. And then I... You could try it. The audiobooks too. That might help you finish them. That's what I do when I'm driving too, between podcasts and... You know, I used to look at in my um, drawer in my kitchen at my staples, like for my my stapler and think, I'm never going to finish these staples. Like I'll die before my last staple. Now, now it's like, I will never get through all the stuff that I can hear and see. I mean, there's just so much content, you know, it's it's overwhelming. overwhelming. 
Jane, please tell the Wingnuts where they can find you on your social media channels and also tell them a little bit about how they can get a hold of Designers Today, that amazing magazine that you... Well, thank you. So Designers Today is designerstoday.com and it's Designers Today across social channels. Um, We still have a complimentary subscription so you can go to the website and sign up and it will be sent to you. And that's that's something we just started in October. So um, we were always at the shows and now we're subscription and we are eight times a year instead of four times a year. So we're really, yeah, oh, sweet. yeah, we stepped it up, stepped it up, um, which is very exciting. And then for my own personal, it's um, I'm J Dag me. So you know, the letter J and Dagme. That's where I am at social. And I follow both. Thank you so yep. much. And I'm subscribed. And um, yep. yeah, and just, you know, follow at Designers Today, say hello, message me. Um, I'm always looking for stories and uh, about how you do your business, where you work, um, locations. We're, we're changing things up a little bit uh, starting in the March issue because we've just incorporated our other designer publication, which was Exterior Design Magazine. Um, that magazine is kind of going to come into the fold of designers today. So it's going to be a much more holistic magazine and approach. I like to that. Design. I got that. Oh, good, good. good. Exteriors. I enjoyed that one as well. I thought, oh, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that's going to be part of DT. So as I like to Love call it. designers today. So yeah. Jane Dagny, thank you so much for joining us today on the Wingnut Social Podcast. It's been a real pleasure, and I'm going to go outside my comfort zone and try on some funky pants with you somewhere in Hollywood. We are going to do that, and I will see you. I will see you at Dakota. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you Thursday. Thank you so Thanks much for having an amazing me. day. All right, I'm so I'm going shopping with Jane Dagny. I know. I'm excited. I I'm need the good. help. Oh God, you need the help. <laughs> I really do. Wingnuts, you have no idea my frustrations when we were going to Kip's Bay Show House. She was supposed to be ready to go. I told her we had to leave the house at 9.12. And I gave myself a buffer because I always have to do this with Darla. And we left the house at 9.45 because she couldn't figure out what to wear, changed her pants 10 times. It was a disaster. I'm in between sizes. Jane can help you. Jane can help you. And you know what? Jane can help all these guys too. Oh, she's going to go shopping with all our, no! our listeners? No, they, they should listen to this podcast uh, that we just recorded. Yes. And if they do their homework and listen to it, there's a lot of takeaways that you can learn. We have gotten a lot of traction ourselves from just attending High Point Market. And I keep saying High Point, High Point, High Point. because It's not really, necessarily just High Point, though. Yeah, but that's really the one that we've gone to. That's the meat and potatoes of it. So when we first went to High Point, Wingnuts, it was we went um, – I was like, hey, mom, you want to go to High Point? Yeah, I'll go along with you guys. It sounds fun. And my aunt Susie, who's, and it, she has great taste. And so we're like, all right, you guys can come. And Darla's walking around going, oh my gosh, I don't know anybody. Oh my gosh, what, what are we doing here? Why'd we come? Why'd we come? Next year, long story short, we go to High Point and everybody's like, oh my God, Darla Powell. Oh my God, Darla Powell. It, it was annoying. But, anyways, <laughs> everybody knew who Darla was. And that's because of her Not social everybody. media. Kelly Ellis knew who you were. Hush. So that's because of her social media and her presence on social media. So if you guys listened at all today, you will know that if you go to High Point, document your trip. That's how you can get your clients. Document everything on social media because unfortunately in this business, you are now going to have to be visible. You're going to have to go outside of your comfort zone. And if you are so brave, maybe you can be Jane's nine o'clock. Yeah, and that's what does Gary Vaynerchuk say? Don't create content as much as just document. Document your journey. Tell your story there. So there is a lot of material when you 
go to these things for your social media marketing for sure. But and that is a, just a nice bonus. But the real benefit is the connections you make. I had no idea when we met Ravi Tavari that we would be giving a talk at his showroom. And it's just, it, it, there's so many opportunities if you just la- relax and allow the universe to open up for you and the possibilities are there, just be relaxed. Don't go with an agenda or don't be an opportunist. You know, like Jane was- Absolutely, I, yeah. just be open to the opportunity. Be chill. And- I mean, have a goal, have a big picture in mind, you know, but legit make these honest connections. And Wingnuts listening, if you have any questions or you want to know anything about High Point, by all means, please reach out. Let us know. Shoot us an email, inbox us, whatever. If we can help out someone listening that's not really sure what to do, hey, we're here to help. Yeah, Natalie's really, really good. She just got off the phone with someone recently that DM'd me on Instagram, like we said, and she gave her all the deets and hopefully we're going to get to meet her there. So guys, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening to this podcast on. It totally helps listeners to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Also, if you have any burning social media marketing questions, shoot us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com and be sure to follow us on all the social channels at wingnutsocial. And I think that's it. I think that's a wrap. All right. Until next week, wingnuts. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened.